Hey everyone, Mad Mag here, and before we get to the Car Talk bonus episode, I wanted to do a quick introduction. First of all, please be aware that the audio quality is definitely not the best. It is called a Car Talk episode because I am talking in my car as I drive, hands-free of course, I was safe, but there is significant audio distortion, so just start with the volume low and then bring it up because I don't want you to blow out your eardrums due to the ambient noise just trying to hear my voice. All right, and also this episode was recorded on Friday, August 16th. It has taken me almost a week to post it. It is fascinating the degree of introspection that came about and a whole lot of life lessons were heading my way. I just didn't see them and this is a big reminder of the value of taking time to think of journaling. I have (laughs) now, since that recording about a week ago, there have been major shifts in my perspective. It, it's amazing. Truly, truly it is incredible. Take time to get to know yourself. That's all I can say. Hello, my kitty just jumped on me. So I'm sure that's, going to be a noise. Hello, sweetness. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let me know in the comments. And here we go. Hey, everyone. Mad Mag here. I am recording in the car, hands-free, not holding the phone. Hands are on the wheel. But you are going to notice some audio distortion, and that is why. I am driving. I'm on my way. I want to get a reading from Lottie. I am hippity hopping mad. I posted a little blurb about why I'm rather displeased because I recorded over an hour of audio content and it in, in different segments and just, you know, disappeared into the nothingness. Well then, I hop on real quick to Instagram because I will say this for social media, uh, it, it gives us a way to connect to people and I like that when, when it is people we want to connect to and people who want to be connected with, then it is a good and great thing. So I popped on and Lottie had posted a picture Ace of Pentacles and reversed Eight of Wands. And I'm like, well, all right. If you're familiar with tarot, Ace of Pentacles, that is, um, aces represent the beginnings, the startings. It, um, it can kind of be like the harvest. It's the apple, not the pies, as I call it. So Pentacles being a project, an endeavor of sorts, and Eight of Wands is great when it's not reversed. Eight of Wands is, hey, the time is nigh. All of the energy is working in your favor. Now's the time, go for it. Reversed is, I mean, reverse doesn't automatically mean the opposite, but in this case, it's like, oh yeah, like you're at the beginning of doing a thing, but it's not, things, things are not going to go your way. Maybe like the wind isn't at your back. It's blowing in your face. So here I am 
like definitely not thrilled with how things turned out but then she that's a daily reading that she just posted up on Instagram for folks and I'm like okay well that's literally me so cool it means I need to take a breath and chill out and let um let myself maybe gather up my thoughts maybe that's it I'm going to ensure that some of the recording issues do not happen again. Um, I need to take the steps necessary to make sure that I, I don't deal with this anymore because it's very frustrating. If you have, a, especially with audio recording, um, if you've ever dipped your toes into this particular endeavor, then you know it's First of all, there can be a lot of um, mistakes. There can be a lot of retakes. And that's very frustrating as is. So then when you couple it with maybe having just one of the best recording sessions you've had in a long time, which I really felt like this was, the recordings I, I did, when it feels so great, it's like, yeah, the content's awesome. You feel good about it. It just feels right and super like everything feels nice and aligned and then for it to just be gone you know you're never going to recreate it I can go back and try to discuss those same topics again I can do that but I will always second guess and I will always feel like it is second best I will always feel like it isn't of the same quality it's not going to be as organic because no matter how much I try subconsciously I am going to be striving to recreate something that I can't recreate. If I start stumbling over my words, it will be because I'm trying to remember the point I made last time. Ooh, what was that phrase I used that I really liked? Ooh, what was that analogy I made that really fit the situation? And it won't be organic, but also I feel like the content mattered enough that maybe I should do it. I don't know. This is me talking it out. I don't know that this will ever get posted. I don't know that this will ever see the digital light of day. But I'm recording it now just to get it kind of off my chest and out of my head. It was just so profoundly discouraging. And then to see the reading, I talk about synchronicities. This is a case where it feels like this weird like convergence so many things it's not just like things syncing up but like actively converging on one another um for whatever reason and maybe i'll be able to sort out what the reasons are i'm going to be digging more into the readings i did during the full moon last night as part of my ritual to see if that enlightens i mean that's kind of the point of divination right is to enlighten us a bit so i'm going to look into those I'm going to try to look with a critical eye and see if I can discern, hey, is are there like through lines that will help me see the path I'm supposed to be taking? Like, am I supposed to be slowing down? I thought I needed to stop worrying about certain things and and get back to the basics. But then when I literally did a recording, not just about doing it, but implementing it in changing the space where I recorded and not being fussed about certain details 
it kind of, it feels like it fell apart, but maybe the challenge is, okay, yeah, great. You're doing the thing you need to be doing, but now are you willing to really commit? And by really commit, it's going to go wrong. Are you going to throw up your hands and say, well, that's it. I quit. Or are you going to forge ahead? Like, great. This session didn't go well. Well, it's the first time you've gotten it in your head that these are some issues that have been bugging you and been hindering you in doing what you feel like is effective. So that doesn't mean that the first time you do it, everything's going to go great. Maybe things have to go a little bit wrong to double down your resolve. I'm just talking out loud. Maybe some of you are going through the same thing. I'm actually very curious to see if that's the case. In the lost recordings, I discuss in detail some of the situations where I am seeing other witches going through these similar issues, specifically in terms of their craft versus maintaining or trying to mesh together the businessy and social media aspects and finding that the business and social media aspects are interfering with their craft. It's interfering with sort of their energy. It is making them feel maybe less authentic. So that was, you know, that's similar to what I'm experiencing. And I find it fascinating that so many of us are experiencing it all within this same time frame. And, you know, people pulling cards, making me feel like that literally could have been my reading. And then seeing other people reply in kind, I'm like, okay, what are we collectively going through right now? It's fascinating that so many of us seem to be having this shared experience, especially because we don't work in the same fields. We don't, you know, have the same lives necessarily. It's just in relation to the craft. It's, I don't know, it's very interesting and I'm hoping to get a little bit more insight into it. Reading for yourself is very hard. Reading for yourself, at least for me it is, because I I don't trust myself with myself sometimes. I don't feel like I am able to be unbiased, and I feel like that's an accurate sentiment. We typically are not able to be unbiased when it comes to ourselves, whether we are our own worst critics or we are blind to our flaws. or um, what is more common, a combination of the two, which I certainly am. I would prefer to have somebody else read and tell me what they see because I don't have to second guess as much, especially if it's somebody I feel confident in, obviously. So I want to get a reading or two or five. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I want to get some insight because this is, I just want to know that I am not tripping over my own feet here and getting in my way, which there is like a 90% chance that is exactly what I'm going to be told is, hey, you're just getting in your own way. Like you're going to get saddled with some stuff, some speed bumps to slow you down because you are getting in your own way. And if you don't slow down, you're going to trip and bust your face. So yeah, we're throwing up some speed bumps. We're, we're forcing you to slow down so you don't have a worse issue further down the line. I would not be surprised 
if that is the case. But at the same time, I already feel like I am going too slowly. I already feel like I am not doing enough. So if I am doing too much, what is it that I need to slow down on? Because right now, the my big issue is, okay, I need to be you know, creating more content. I need to be doing more of this, that, and the other. And maybe it's just, hey, you gotta, you gotta get back to your craft for you a little bit, which this is for me. I don't know. There is so much introspection in this little one-person uh, dialogue, and I like calling it that because it's not a monologue; it's a one-person dialogue. But yeah, there is a lot of introspection going on, so that is increasing the likelihood that I will not post this because I don't know if I want people to hear me have this much doubt. It's not that I have doubt. Hmm. But then again, maybe people need to hear like, this is very real. I'm, I am super good at what I do. Like I'm great at reading for other people. I'm great at doing spell work. I'm great at a lot of these things. And I still have to talk things out and sort things out. And maybe that's why I'm so good at what I do is because I will take the time to do this. And when I, like today, feel like, okay, you know what? I'm just not 100% certain on a couple of things. I better go get some clarification. I am not so proud that I refuse to seek outside perspective and seek somebody that I think, you know, can do can do this better for me than I can do for me. I'm really hoping that, you know, some things get cleared up. There's also probably a good chance you'll be like, oh yeah, that totally clears up these things. And now I have a million questions about this. And that's okay, because sometimes we need to have questions. I mean, we're always going to have questions. It's whether or not they're the right questions. But if we didn't have questions, if we didn't have these gaps, we, I mean, what would we even be doing with our lives? We should always be trying to gain knowledge to answer questions or to better flesh out understanding. So I'm okay with having more questions as long as they aren't questions that are going to drive me up the wall. And I did it to myself. I mean, let's be real. I decided to go ahead and take the leap and do that spirit guide reading. And that was a choice. And I I got a lot of major arcana and when who your spirit guide is and the devil drops, you know, I was raised Catholic y'all. So I have some preconceived notions and I'm very proudly like, you know, Satan's not a bad guy. Hashtag yes today, Satan. Um, you know, hail Satan. Lucifer is my guiding light. All that fun stuff as like, I mean, jokes, but also I don't believe in the biblical devil. So, you know, it's it's all fun and games until the devil card drops. And then you have a, a momentary crisis where you are heavily, like, pulled back into, you know, childhood indoctrination. And like, wait, what? Like, what up with this? Um, and when I asked, after doing the full, like, guide spread... I believe in having a conversation, so of course, I am like, alright, well, you know, fun, can I get some clarification on you, and justice, like, 
the devil and justice. I'm like, all right, cool. One of the things I ask is uh, the nature, the purpose of our interaction and the tower drops. And I'm like, oh, burning it all to the ground. Okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you, tower, cool. Who are we burning to the ground? Like, are, are, are you my spirit guide? So you burn all of me to the ground? Cause I'm not super keen on that. I, I feel like my towers have crumbled plenty in this lifetime. So maybe not that. And the full drops. And I, my first thought literally was like, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna blow up Trump tower. I am in for this. That was seriously my, th like my first thought, but you know, for legal reasons, that is a joke. Like I'm not going to blow up Trump tower. I'm sure there are people who aren't horrific pedophiles and like human traffickers that live there. I mean, probably not, but we'll, we'll just go ahead and say maybe, maybe there are anyway. Also like, I don't even have the means and I'm not very interested in going to New York. So yeah. But it's like, okay, big energy, big, big energy. What's up with all this big energy we got going on? Like, it's kind of intimidating, especially, I mean, it's major arcana dropping on a spirit guide reading. I, yeah, I know odds and everything, but like I read tarot. So obviously I believe that it has a purpose. I'll post the picture and like actually break down the reading later on this is just that was a big I don't know how else to say it like that that was a big a big what yup didn't answer the question I know because I don't have an answer and I want to see what Lottie she's specifically in her like energy work and divination like spirit guides are a big thing it is something I have consciously not looked into hell I just in in the decade plus of practice just like what 2019 started looking into well maybe I started at the end of 18 I didn't I didn't 2019 um accepted like a okay am I gonna work with a deity like a, an archetype whatever and started working with Hecate so you know spirit guide that's that's a whole nother thing and some people do it in reverse and that's fine but like opening up to that concept and little intense little intense for an introduction I was like in fact I did kind of set in my mind like how would I envision Hecate like Hecate are you gonna drop because that's kind of her thing like anytime I do any reading like if I work with any cards that have Hecate or an Hecate archetype in them and I'm asking about a, a spirit working with me like she shows up she's like yo I'm here I'm like yes I know it's great but I also do not envision her as a spirit guide I envision her as like an archetype that I work with or even you know whatever a deity that I work with that I have I have a partnership with which I feel is very different from a spirit guide so yeah I'm super interested in finding out what what exactly I'm working with here um, and that is an area of expertise for Lottie that's one of the things she does specifically 
our spirit guide readings and helping people like connect, get to know and forge a relationship with their spirit guides. And so, yeah, like I said, in my hubris, I thought, well, you know, I'll check it out. And immediately I was, I thought I was dipping my toe. I thought I was giving a friendly hello. And I feel like the response I got was, hey, what is up? I am here for your chaotic energy. Let's do this, sis. And I'm like, oh my, I was not prepared for such an enthusiastic hello. Such a, a very unmoderated and, um, brash salutation. So, I feel like I'm just really hammering home how shook I got from the reading, but like I legit got shook. I was like, I mean, I talk to my cards and I ask questions to create a narrative and um, I'm just like, ooh, you are just really here for something, aren't you? And the answer is I super am here for something. It's like, oh my, all right, cool this is obviously going to be fun for me. And maybe it is like, maybe I'm teaming up with a, an energy that like has similar personality traits to me. And it's going to be very simpatico, like, because I don't get a lot of that in, in like the muggle world, in the mundane, I am unique unto myself with my energy. Most witches are very like love and light and all of this and I'm like nah y'all shadow work all the way be comfortable with hexing and you know I'm like sitting here being like a radical leftist person and all of this and most people just aren't quite and it's not because I'm super edgy or super cool it's because I'm just coming from a different place than most people that I comfortably carry more extremes like more extreme perspectives and sometimes that's even like more extreme neutrality on things like no sometimes evil is totally fine extreme neutrality because it's like well what is your perception of evil am i terrifying anybody lord this is probably not going to get posted which makes every single time i say that all the more hilarious if i do post it point being i don't have a twin flame a phrase I very, very recently heard and then learned what it was. I don't, I have not encountered a twin flame. I've encountered, you know, people and our areas of interest overlap hither and thither, but rarely with the same energy or coming from the same place. And that can be a really isolating feeling. Even people that I, I absolutely love and get along with and we're super aligned on the majority of things, I'm still, I still tend to be the more intense one, the more extreme one, which is really weird because I can be such an introvert, but that just goes to show introversion isn't just sitting quietly in a corner. People just make me tired. And for some reason, I don't make extroverts tired, but I am more intense than them. I do not know. Point being, it I would be kind of down for a, a big, big mood energy. Like a big mood guide wanting to work with me that I could kind of, somebody that knows what I mean when I'm like, yeah, we should be eating the rich. Like I'm seeing all these things, but then I'm not in my life like 
finding any of these individuals on my path. And it would just be nice to have like a trail buddy on this. It would be nice. It would be nice to have a um, like a partner in crime for a little while where it can be like, all right, you're gonna teach me some big mood lessons. I'm gonna give you big mood attitude and we're both fine. We both get it. I would love that. The soft and fluffy stuff, like I've, I'm not, that doesn't speak to me. I can totally do it for people who need it. I can totally shape a message to fit any number of ears, you know, a picture to, to be received by any number of eyes. I can totally do that. But I am as, as a person and in my witchery, just not soft and fluffy. That's not, it doesn't, it's not a comfortable skin for me to wear. I want to find somebody with the same, you know, with the same vibe and a soft and fluffy spirit guide like if it winds up being I, I would be legitimately disappointed if I was told like oh but you've got to learn to be soft and fluffy and it's like no I spent most of my life trying to conform to this idea of soft and fluffy I can't tell you how long I was as a witch like really feeling disjointed like literally feeling like parts of me were out of socket because I was trying to fit the mold I thought I had to fit in order to practice. So when I finally, very recently, fully embraced like, nope, that's not me. I'm not love and light. Like I'm not blessed be at all. I don't know you, I ain't blessing you. Like that's my energy that said, it takes very little for me to then turn around and be like, oh my God, I want to give you all of the good things. I mean, it's not like I remain very, very conservative with my, my goodwill. That's not the case at all. But having that entirely different attitude and perspective, I did not fit in with the conventional community. And again, not because I'm cool, not because I'm so edgy and I am like, the lone wolf out of all the lone wolves like it's not that it's just dude I'm just bad at peopling that's like 90% of it right there but yeah it would it would be nice like in in the witchy community you see like some common themes of like blessed be and love and light and I'm using a particular voice that makes it sound like I'm being disparaging of that attitude and maybe I am a little bit because with some people, I question their motives. Like, with some people, I'm like, you don't mean love and light. Nah, you're giving off a real, like, shady vibe. I don't trust you. And with some people, I'm like, okay, love and light, but, like, I don't know you. I don't, you're saying blessed be, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna keep my blessings to myself for now. Well, when that's the majority of the community who at the very least are, are performing along those lines, whether or not it's authentic. And I 100% believe the majority is authentic. Please understand. I absolutely believe in the authenticity of most of the witches. But some are predatory. And I'll say it like, that is why I don't do coven stuff. Because they turn into drama bombs uh, right away. And there are a lot of predatory individuals 
who seek to do their hunting around these marginalized groups. They, they hunt the outliers. They can smell victims from a mile away and you will see them exploit people, especially sexually. Like, that's where my bias comes in. I'm like, the moment you start wanting to talk to me about sex magic, I'm like, um, not approved. Don't yuck anyone's yum. But, hey, I don't have to fuck you to do magic. So, maybe you take, like, ten steps back. I, so, yeah. That's, as a result, so that's, like, just 10% of the community. But it's a 10% that can really wreck the other 90%. And because I'm less trusting and because I'm very, because I'm very comfortable with like doing the whole like darker aspects and the shadow work, but at the same time, like I'm not going to hex somebody just because, you know, she took my man. It's a weird dynamic because all of the witches you tend to see that are like wanting to throw a hex on somebody they tend to go all out like they are very in my opinion which is not rule of law in my opinion they are very discerning like okay you are having an affair with a married man and you've decided that you're going to hex his wife cool I hear that you um but maybe you need to go to therapy instead and I say that like without judgment. I say that a hundred percent without judgment. Hexing your landlord because they are being an asshole and not giving you a livable situation but still demanding outrageous rent. Totally throw that motherfucker in a sour jar. I feel you. Do it. I don't feel you right now but I've been there. Like my current landlord is absolutely amazing. I get that. I get that hexing like political figures who are actively working to oppress um people who do not have their privileges mm, yeah do that like go for it hex them but hexing your rival soccer mom from the pta you need to calm down and that when i see that i'm like great when I talk about being comfortable hexing, I get lumped in with the people that are like hexing their ex just because y'all broke up. Like, if he didn't beat you, if he didn't abuse you, and I say he because, look, if you don't know statistics at this point, I can't help you. But like, if your former partner was not actively abusive to you, and it doesn't have to be physical, but you know what I mean. Like, if they weren't abusive to you, and y'all just broke up because you weren't a good fit, and you go and hex them, ooh, ooh, that, that feels really inappropriate to me. I certainly would not do it. I certainly feel like that is not morally, like, appropriate. Or people who do are reckless hexers, who do hexing and throw down curses, that can hurt children. Because you do the scattershot style, where you're like, yeah, this blast radius is going to be huge. You're the target, but it'll wreck all y'all. Um, yeah, you might be mad at that grown-up, but the child didn't do anything to you. I'm also not a fan of people who hex for pay. Like, you don't know the situation. You are doing magic 
to mess up somebody's world when for all you know, the person paying you to do it is really awful. Like, how would you feel if somebody came to you and wanted you to hex like a woman and you're like, okay, you hex them. And it turns out like that woman had been like sexually assaulted by the person's brother, husband, uncle, whatever. And so they were paying you to hex that woman to keep her quiet. That really does make you an asshole, like worse than an asshole. Somebody I would actively wish ill upon. So I don't like the hex for pay because you don't know the situation and you could be actively participating in the harm of like sexual assault victims, um, victims of domestic violence. Like that's a thing. Like there are people who will use baneful magic against their victims. People they are already victimizing. They will then use baneful magic as an additional form of abuse. Do you really want to be like a participant in that? And that's where I'm like, Ooh, what, what even are you doing if you're doing hex for pay? Like, I don't like that. And so coming back around to it, when I talk about the fact that I do hex, man, you know, I know that I'm getting lumped in with some of these people. I know that I'm getting lumped in with some of them and it, it annoys me. And not only that, these are people I have even more qualms with than I could possibly have with, you know, the people who feel like everybody should be love and light in order to practice witchcraft. And that's what I mean when I go on and on and on about, I just don't feel like I've got my, I don't feel like I got my kith and kin when it comes to my practice. I feel very solitary and I'm, I'm fine practicing solitary. I would just like to be able to be more eye to eye with people. Someone who's like, oh, this person is actively abusive to their children. Yeah, we need to do something about that. That is, that is a point in time when spell work is very much called for, you know, but who will at the same time be like, yeah, it sucks that y'all broke up, but I mean, let's, let's do some tea and talk. We're not putting them in a jar. Y you know, I, I need somebody who, I would love, whoop, my phone moved. I would love to be able to partner up with somebody who has, has a similar alignment. And I don't even know what that alignment is. I tend to consider myself chaotic neutral. For those of you who game and know what I'm talking about, I feel like that's, that more than anything would be sort of a chaotic neutral approach. And it would just be nice. Like I've got most people around me are, are maybe they're chaotic, but then they're chaotic good or, you know, neutral good or, um, I don't think I really interact with many lawful good individuals, if truth be told, and that's probably for the best, because I would break them. So, this wound up being such a lovely rant, I still don't know if it's gonna get posted, but all my thoughts are coming out. I really hope I can find... I don't want to say find my community because I do have community. I do have people where there is enough, um, 
intersectionalism in how we practice that I, I can absolutely get the fulfillment I need. It would just be nice to have it go one or two steps further. And if, if this spirit guide thing is going to be a thing, gee, it would sure be great if I'm going to be partnering up with a spirit guide that gets me. And maybe that's why I like Hecate so much. I feel like she and I, you know, we got the communicado going on. Like we get each other. I get what she's about. And more to the point, I like what she's about. I dig what she's about. Where it's like, she's not going to sugarcoat things, but she's not a bitch unless she needs to be. Like, I feel that way a lot of times where, hey, I'm a bitch, but only when I need to be. Only when that is the only way that you are going to hear what I'm telling you, I say to the person. And 90% of the time, what somebody would consider being bitchy is really just not being love and light which shouldn't automatically mean being bitchy but it does like the moment and especially like gender normative like women the moment they are not just absolute sweet little fluffy bunnies who are nothing but politeness and demurring and doormats then they're bitches I mean we I in the area I live that's especially tends to be something you see but I mean that's still overall like a societal truth the moment you even presume to have the same I'm gonna say like social liberties like communicational liberties as your male counterpart you're bitchy you're not you know, taking the reins, you're not being a great boss, you're being a bitch, and you're being a nag. So, most of the time, I don't think I'm actually even being bitchy, I think I'm just not being, like, a gender conformist in my communication style. <laughs> womp womp. So, I hope that this has been meaningful it's definitely been meaningful. I've had a blast because I've been forcing myself to talk as though I'm talking to other people and it's forcing me to be, I believe in like precision and language. I believe that that is very vital for effective communication. So in needing to be precise in my language under the assumption that somebody else is going to hear this, I'm having to think out how I actually feel about things. Like these are all realizations I did not have until I was doing this recording. And now I'm like, oh, I know a lot more about me right now because of this recording, which is awesome and I love it and I'm thankful for it, but I'm gonna have to actually do something with it to, to, to have it be truly meaningful. And no, I don't believe that. That's why I stuttered getting to that sentence. It's meaningful just having the realization, literally, just having the realization, having an additional layer of who I am as a person and what my wants and needs are unveiled is enough. Because the knowledge in and of itself is value. The knowledge in and of itself has purpose. Now, 
going on to do something with it is great and I I should I feel because I feel like I should then I should it goes into that whole self-actualization and you know you manifest your intent what you believe is what reality is for you and so because I feel like I should do something with this then in fact I should do something with this and that's great but I'm glad I forced myself to be brutally honest and step back and say no no the realization the knowledge the new self-awareness in and of itself is extremely valuable because really at the end of the day you cannot take meaningful steps without self-awareness and I do feel right standing behind that definitive statement if you think I'm wrong let me know but I can't fathom how one could take meaningful steps without self-awareness even if you are trying to do something for others like even if you are trying to work in the service of others a lack of self-awareness means you can't meaningfully contribute your time or talent because you don't know the fullness of what you have to offer you don't know what your limits should be you don't know what your boundaries should be so yeah no I feel good about that statement self-awareness self-awareness is key even if you are seeking to do things for others a lack of self-awareness means you know the actions you take are not going to have the same substance are not going to be as effective yay look at this man I should like talk to myself more often I I come out of this sounding pretty dang smart I think I can turn and I did I am very close to my location I have been hopefully this is coherent hopefully I am doing a good job communicating because I have been very much focused on the road and I think that's part of it too. I talk a lot about having to get out of my own way. Excuse me, cough. Maybe I can edit that out later. I talk a lot about getting out of my own way. One of the little, um, one of my dirty little secrets, I suppose, is that a lot of times when I'm doing some heavy thinking and even spell crafting, I might be listening to a podcast because I'm not really listening to the podcast. But I, even on my best days, I have to engage my higher consciousness. I have to do something that causes a certain part of my brain to be busy so that I can then let my subconscious flow. The same is true like when I've had just enough drinks, like, ooh, my coughing is kicking up, I apologize. When I've had just enough drinks, oh my goodness, my readings get bombastic. Like, they get super real. Um, whatever I do, as long as I do something to get out of my own way, whether it's listening to a podcast or... And podcast over music because there's words happening and it becomes like the perfect background noise. Or, you know, otherwise engaged, engaging the senses in some particular way that causes me to have like this divided mind and it lets the subconscious take over, then I'm way better at what I do. 
All right, I started to reach for the phone. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I have arrived at the Four of Wands Metaphysical and Spiritual Goods here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I'm going to go in. I'm going to hopefully get my eyes open to some truths. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.